And as I mentioned earlier, a significant breakthrough in rugby league's pay dispute today. Are the dark clouds starting to lift? A man with all the answers is Nine and Herald rugby league reporter Michael Chambers, who is on the line for us now. Mick, great to speak with you. Is this peace in our time? Is the war over? <laughs> I don't know about the war being over, but at least they've solved one big problem, which is uh, the, the situation around the NRLW and the women's game and the policies that they we're arguing about over the last few months. Finally, at least something has been resolved between the NRL and the RLPA. The women, they're going to earn a big pay rise. In 2023, the salary cap will increase to 900000 Aussie, which last year was around 350000 that salary cap for the women. And over the course of that five-year CBA, it'll go up towards in excess of $1.5 the cap. So that means by the time we're... In that last year of the cycle, in 2027, the minimum wage of a female player will be $50,000, which is which is great news for a lot of the NRLW players who have been juggling work and trying to play. And hopefully we move towards that professional landscape for these women in the near future. Yeah, it makes it a, a real career option now, a full-time career option. Uh, the salary cap, as you mentioned, 900000 this year, then... Over a million next year, then 1.2 in 25, 1.3 in 26, and then, yeah, as you mentioned, 1.5 in 27. So that's a really steady increase uh, for the women's game. We also get a draw out, which is nice, and uh, the female players, they can start signing some contracts. Uh, better late than never. It is mid-February, after all. Yeah, well, look, I, I remember speaking to Andrew Abdo, the NRL CEO, a few weeks ago, and the NRL were ready with that draw. That The RLPA... They begged the NRL not to release the draw because they wanted to solve or sort out the CBA first. They felt it was a priority. And once that's done, then they could work on them putting out a draw and working out the teams and, and how that fits. Now, what's going to happen is they're going to, the women will be paid for a 20-week season. So that includes, I think it's a nine-week actual regular season plus the final series, some origin in there, in there as well, and a seven-week preseason. So it's there's quite a bit of... Uh, time now for the women to be away from work. A lot of them won't be able to work full time, play league full time, but there is now structure and support in place and policies in place for those women who actually start families and have time off on maternity leave. So it's it's good news to get the women's game has evolved a lot over the last few years and it looks like it's going to continue to grow. Yeah, that's right. It's more than just a curtain raiser. It's It's thoroughly entertaining. Just five rounds last season, though, in the competition. That's just way too short. I was saying earlier, yeah, my Eels made the grand final with more losses than wins. So this is, will give us a, a much more accurate gauge of who is the best team out there. I'm sure uh, the women will appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. And look, when you actually think of it, like the NFL, which is one of the biggest competitions, if not the biggest in the world, what is it, a 15-week season, mm. the regular season? So I mean, the women get to nine. There's origin in the mix in that as well. And I'm sure there'll be debate about whether they go to... Um, you know, whether it stays at one, two, three, what the best outcome is for the women's game. But I'm sure in over the course of the next five years, we're going to go from nine games to a lot more and provisions potentially around more teams in the future. I know clubs like the Panthers, they'd love a team and they've got a lot of women playing rugby league in, in that Penrith heartland there, which is the biggest nursery in the, in the country, if not the world. So, uh, yeah, it's only up here from now on for, for the NRLW and the women's players involved. Yeah, women's rugby league, it's definitely booming. So what's next, uh, Mick? Both NRL and RLPA, they put out lovely statements. We seem to be moving towards the end of this dispute. I know the fans have had enough. Uh, what's the diagnosis? Where do you think it's at? 
Yeah, well, now we get into discussion around the men's game. Uh, they haven't they haven't found a common common ground on whether or not the RLPA will be able to control the funds that the NRL has allocated to the players. This is outside the salary cap. We're talking about the extra funds around uh, injury hardship and retirement. Uh, I don't know if they will find common ground because the NRL don't want to hand over that money without a say on how that money is spent. So, look, I don't think we'll get to a strike. We're going to get through this. We'll get to the start of the season. We'll play games, but there may be some... There may be some games off the field before we get to that point. Okay, Mick. Now, look, how close have the players come to taking industrial action? I read in the Herald today, actually, uh, Raiders CEO Don Ferner was saying that he spoke to the players before that trial match against the Bulldogs in Maruya, saying, don't delay the kickoff. It'll be a very poor look. Yeah, and I think the RLPA realised that, look, they didn't cover up the logos, they didn't delay games. And I think the players... I, I, I think the players are reluctant to strike because, no, without being disrespectful, 95 to 90, I'd say 98, 98% of players actually wouldn't understand the intricate details of what's being argued here. And a lot of them will go with the flow. And I, I just don't feel as though there is enough support to take the action that, yeah, there'll be support to go and cover logos, but to actually strike and give up salary. I, I just can't see it happening. I just can't see it happening for a lot of these guys in the competition who'd be willing to do it. And hopefully Andrew Abdo and Clint Newton can get to a resolution quickly because, Horsey, to be frank, I'm sick of, sick of talking about it and <laughs> ringing people about it because uh, the vast majority of fans, they do not care. They just want to watch and hear about their team, watch them play, and hear about who's going to which club. And I, I just... Yeah. yeah, for everyone here, involved yeah. in the game, you just want to move on. Yeah, and we are very close to kickoff, so I hope you're right about that. Let's get on with it. Uh, Michael, always appreciate the insights. Look forward to your work in the Herald and on the screens of nine.